Hey, this is ENFP Dream Fan here for another episode, and all this week is going to be WNBA draft content with uh, the draft next week, Monday, so I'm going to be doing um, a lot of episodes centered on that uh, leading up to next week, Monday, where uh, putting it out in the universe again, which I'm required to do morally, is uh, please draft Shakira Austin Atlanta Dream. Just please do not let us down. Put that franchise center on our team and give us something to be really excited about for our future. Okay, <laughs> with that out of the way, uh, I'm going to be doing the top 10 players for each position. Uh, I've been uh, watching a lot of film, uh, just seeing uh, who I like best for uh, their potential in the WNBA and being able to make an impact and stick in this league. Uh, a recurring theme I, I'll have uh, for all these episodes as well and during the season is we just desperately uh, need roster expansion in this league and we need team expansion. Uh, just in this draft class alone, there's a lot of players that we're going to be missing out on uh, that could be making an impact on a team, could be growing into uh, a stable player in this league, and they're going to have to play overseas or elsewhere. Uh, to hone their game more instead of us being able to see them grow in the States. Uh, it's, it's hard uh, of the amount of players that uh, are missing out on uh, this great experience and us being able to see them. Like there's so many uh, Crystal Bradfords that we're missing out on. Like she was out of the league six seasons before being able to play again last year. And then in just an AU, uh, just the amount of players that uh, even players that are on teams, uh, we didn't get a full chance to see uh, their potential or them even having fun, like Lexi Brown said, or uh, Sydney Colson. That was a lot of fun, uh, her playing. And uh, Tiana Hawkins really being able to uh, boost her confidence after uh, a rough season with the Atlanta Dream and things not panning out as well as uh, the Dream were planning there, or Hawkins with uh, how the season was ran and uh, went. But, uh, yeah, there's just so much potential out there and uh, just going into, like, even rookie usage and everything, like players that did make their teams. Uh, it was a very select few that um, got to play multiple games uh, 10 minutes or more. So even if you did uh, make a roster and everything, like even the top two picks in Collier and Coulier, uh they didn't get a lot of playing time and then get a lot of a big chance to develop their game. I'm hoping for a bigger opportunity for them. And uh, if you were following my Twitter account last year, I was livid with the limited playing time that Ari McDonald got. Uh, I'm hoping she, again, she gets a, a full opportunity to see what we have uh, in her as a point guard. Uh, but yeah, uh, there is just, again, so much talent in this draft. And players that will have their name called, uh, we won't be able to see uh, their full potential this season. And I, I just, again, just really hope that there are some drastic changes uh, in this league to allow us to see more of these players and uh, more of these players strive. Uh, but anyway, with that said, I, I'll be talking about the things I want to change in the WNBA uh, in another episode, but just want to glance on it because this is... Uh, it's emotional watching film and knowing uh, we won't be able to see uh, some of these players in their full form uh, with just how things are with rosters right now and everything. Uh, but let's go ahead and dive into this. So again, this is the 
top 10 players for each position. Uh, later on this week, I'll be ranking the top 50 players. It won't necessarily be uh, where it'll be drafted. It's just the players that I think uh, are the, the best uh, in order 1 through 50. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's go ahead and get into this, starting uh, at point guard. Uh, so number one, uh, I have Veronica Burton. It was really close with Nia Cloudon, but uh, I just love the difference that she makes on the defensive side. Uh, she was a Defensive Player of the Year finalist and just uh, was amazing at creating opportunities uh, for her teammates uh, and almost carried Northwestern uh, to attorney berth. Uh, but she averaged 17.8 points last season, 5.5 rebounds, 6.4 assists, and 4 steals. And, and I think she's the, the best point guard prospect uh, in this draft. Uh, number two, uh, Nia Cloudon. Uh, the big thing that stood out to me is just uh, her compete level. Uh, it doesn't matter how far her team has fallen behind or uh, what's going on in the game. She is going to go full out. Uh, and she has a talent, the talent to just really make an impact uh, in that game and bring them back or uh, keep the momentum in their favor. I, I just think she's a, a player that has the skill and drive to uh, really be a successful player in the W and deserves to be uh, a first-round pick. Um, she averaged 20 points last season, shot 39.6% from three, 88.5% from the line, 4.2 rebounds, 4.2 assists, and 1.2 steals. Uh, the rest of uh, the next couple are fringe uh, first round, second round picks from what I've seen in, in other mock drafts. And I'm just doing my initial uh, looking at uh, how they compare to other prospects. These are fringe late first rounders, early second rounders. Uh, number three, uh, I do have Destiny Henderson. It, it was close, uh, but I just think uh, her national title game just really leaves a good taste in the mouth. Just uh, like South Carolina, uh, yeah, that game's a lot closer uh, if she just doesn't take over that second half. She, that, that was just uh, one of the best performances I, I've watched in the national championship. Uh, a player just taking control of both sides of the floor, making some really clutch baskets and making some uh, really great steals uh, for South Carolina. Uh, but yeah, I, I really think, again, that she has the drive and just how she contributes uh, just in multiple ways on both sides of the court. Uh, she'll be able to have a future in the WNBA. Um, she averaged 11.1 .1 points per game last season, 3.2 rebounds, 3.9 assists, and 1.3 steals. Number four, uh, I have Jade Melbourne uh, out of Australia. Uh, so last season, she was in the WNBL, uh, which is the professional league in Australia. Uh, so she's playing with uh, some players already in the, the WNBA now, and she was averaging close to double digits, uh, 9.3 points per game, 2.4 rebounds, 1.3 assists, and 1.1 steals. So... Uh, this is a player that's proven that uh, they can compete against some really elite talent. And uh, I think uh, before I had them early, like lower on the draft, but I just, I feel that good about Cloudon and Burton and Henderson to not uh, put Melbourne uh, lower on the, the point guard list and everything. But I think all four of these players 
uh, could make some impact in, in some way uh, this season in the WNBA. I think the the top uh, few players at the point guard position are just really strong, and uh, I can't wait to see what they do in uh, 2023 and beyond. Uh, the next ones, uh, I think they're solid second round. Uh, they definitely have the talent and potential uh, to potentially make a difference. Uh, and they're definitely worth drafting and taking a, a look into and uh, contributed in college. Uh, so number five, I have Kayla Pointer out of LSU. Uh, she averaged 19.6 points per game, shot 36.2% from three, 6.4 rebounds, 5.3 assists, and 1.8 steals. So again, another player that uh, stuffs the stat sheet and uh, really just uh, helped LSU in the uh, rebounding year in the Monkeys' first season to really have a successful year for the Tigers. So uh, it will be interesting to see uh, how she sets up uh, in the WNBA and how she's able to contribute. Um, at number six, uh, I have Anastasia Hayes out of Mississippi State. Uh, I, I'll be honest, that I'm a little disappointed that she did not stay uh, another season. I, I think she is definitely a, a solid uh, second round pick. I, I definitely think she's going to be uh, picked in the uh, mid to late second round, uh, but I think she could have been the best returning point guard in the SEC potentially and uh, really could have upped her draft stock doing another year and just uh, putting up the numbers she has uh, at Middle Tennessee uh, before she went to Mississippi State last season and really just um, padding that resume. But again, just a a player that has excellent potential and excellent ball handling skills. Um, the past three seasons, she averaged at 18 plus points, uh, including 26.5 points in 2021 with Middle Tennessee. Uh, she averaged 4.5 rebounds, 3.1 assists, and 1.4 steals. Uh, so we'll see uh, how she fares uh, once she's drafted and everything. So the uh, those last two definitely, uh, I, I think they're in as second round picks and will fight to uh, get playing time on the roster. At number seven, uh, I have Jordan Lewis out of Baylor. Uh, another solid contributor. Uh, have her like late second round, uh, third round pick. I think she'll definitely be drafted and uh, will be able to fight for uh, a roster spot uh, in the WNBA this season or uh, definitely has the skills to play professionally. Uh, but she averaged 11.8 points last season for Baylor. Uh, at Alabama in 2021, she averaged 17 points, uh, but still had some amazing stats for Baylor. Uh, shot 38.7% from three, 3.8 rebounds, 5.3 assists, and 1.2 steals. Uh, these last three, uh, it will be a hit or miss if uh, they are going to hear their names called on draft night. Still uh, a lot of potential. And obviously, if they're listed in my top 10 for draft eligible point guards, uh, but not 100% sure if they'll hear their name uh, called on draft night. Uh, number eight, I have Katie Benson out of Maryland. Uh, she averaged 10.3 points, shot 44.5% from three, and then 50% from three in 2021. So uh, just a consistent shot behind the arc, which is just a, a really good to have at the, the point guard position. Uh, she also averaged 2.8 rebounds, 3.8 assists, and 1.7 steals. 
At number nine, I have Allie Patberg out of Indiana. Uh, she averaged 11.6 points, uh, 4.3, uh, sorry, 14 plus points in the three seasons prior to this one. Um, she averaged 3.2 rebounds and 3.4 assists and was just a key factor in Indiana really being a, a Big Ten uh, title contender and then uh, making a pretty good tourney run as well. Uh, just really key factor to the Hoosiers and uh, definitely has the, the skill to uh, compete professionally and will probably continue her uh, basketball career. Uh, at number 10, uh, I have LaShonda Monk out of Old Miss. Uh, she averaged 9.3 points, 2.5 rebounds, 2.9 assists, and two steals. Uh, another player that just uh, contributed in multiple ways on both sides of the floor. And uh, she rounds out my uh, point guard class. At shooting guard, uh, a lot of these players, uh, it's not going to, like, this is not as strong as a shooting guard class. Uh, I would not be surprised if the first shooting guard isn't uh, picked in, until the second round, and that's honestly what I'm hoping, because number one is Jasmine Dickey, who, <laughs> if you've listened to previous episodes, I am just a, a huge fan of her play and the multiple ways that uh, she can score buckets uh, and just contributes in, in every way she can. Uh, she gobbles up rebounds. Uh, she plays extremely uh, tenaciously uh, on, de on defense. Uh, just love her play, and I, I think she has the potential to be the, one of the top players from this draft class, but um, is undervalued, potentially playing at a, a mid-major, uh, which she did at Delaware, but uh, just did a really good job, and the, the stats continued in uh, her, her tourney game against Maryland. Uh, I, I think she's going to be a great prospect, and I really hope she's available at 14 when the dream uh, have their next draft spot after uh, the first round. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I'll go over um, some of her stats from last season. Uh, so again, she's out of Delaware, uh, averaged 25.3 points, 10.2 rebounds, 2.1 assists, 1.9 steals, and one block. Uh, so just uh, amazing how much she contributed and how uh, she led Delaware to uh, that tourney position winning uh, their conference tourney and again just contributed uh, against Maryland in that first round matchup. At number two, not too far behind, and I think these players may even go back to back in the draft, uh, but I have Kristen Williams out of UConn. I'm sorry, Christine Williams out of UConn. Um, she averaged 14.6 points. Uh, she averaged 16.3 in 2021. Um, shot 33% or higher all four seasons from three. 3.5 rebounds, 2.3 assists, and 1.5 steals. So uh, I just think she's uh, a creative type shoot guard, will, shooting guard, uh, will create opportunities for uh, her teammates and has a, a really sh uh, consistent shot when she's on. And uh, yeah, she'll be one of the, the top shooting guard prospects uh, for this draft. At number three, I have Serena Kessler out of France. Uh, she was with the French national team. I struggled to find exact stats on her, but the, the film I watched, uh, I was really impressed. Uh, again, just a, a player that has a, a strong compete level, and uh, I loved her shot. And, yeah, uh, she could be some uh, player that's taken by a, a cap-strapped team. 
and uh, saved for uh, next season when their cap situation changes. It, it gives her a chance to develop her game further, or uh, she's able to make an impact right away. But uh, I definitely see her uh, as a second-round prospect as well, all three uh, of those players. Uh, another second-rounder, uh, Lexi Hall out of Stamper. I think she had a really strong uh, attorney performance for the Cardinal. Uh, averaged 12.5 points, 39.3% from three, 5.1 rebounds, two assists, and 2.2 steals. So again, just a, another player that uh, contributes in multiple ways. At number five, I have Amber Ramirez out of Arkansas. Uh, just had a, a really solid season, a player that I would have loved to see get some uh, tourney opportunities. Arkansas was right on the brink, but just didn't do enough to... Uh, make the big dance, but uh, she just had a great season. I think she de deserves to be drafted in uh, the second round territory. Uh, averaged 15.4 points, 40.2% from three, um, shot 43.5% in 2021, and 44.7% in 2020. So just amazing numbers beyond the yard. Um, she also averaged 4.6 rebounds, 1.9 assists, and 1.4 steals. At number six, I have Avina Westbrook out of UConn. Uh, she averaged nine points, uh, shot 30 uh, plus percent from three, all four seasons with UConn, uh, averaged 3.7 rebounds, 3.2 assists, and 1.4 steals. So um, this is one of the players that I, I've seen the most fluctuation in uh, where she's drafted. I even saw one uh, that had her early second round. Uh, yeah, when it's another player that uh, to me just seems streaky. Like when she's on, uh, she's on and contributing. But uh, when her shot wasn't falling, it just felt like she fell out of games sometimes. So I'm um, just keeping on um, that compete level going and gaining uh, confidence in her shot when um, the shots aren't falling will really uh, contribute to her career. Uh, I definitely think she has the skills to play professionally. I, I just have her behind some of the other shooting guards on this list. Uh, at number seven, I have Chloe Lamb out of South Dakota, uh, just a key com contributor for the Coyotes and making their really deep run in the tourney, and they were a lot of fun to watch. Um, she averaged 15.8 points, 37.4% uh, from three. Uh, she averaged 43.6% from three in 2021 with more attempts. Uh, she also had 3.4 rebounds, three assists, and 1.7 steals per game last season. So uh, a player who definitely can contribute in multiple ways again, and uh, I see her uh, as a, a third-round selection, but um, someone that may be able to fight for a, a roster spot uh, just with the shot she has and just the multiple ways that she's uh, able to uh, provide for her team. At number eight, um, I have CC Hooks. Um, and when the season started, I had her... Uh, a lot higher on, on the shooting guard list, uh, but I, I just think other players uh, stood out more this season. I still think she's going to be someone that contributes and hopefully someone that will be uh, in the WNBA later on. I, I still think she's going to be drafted, uh, but really think she will be someone that impacts right away uh, overseas or, or in the AU, wherever she decides to play. Uh, but she averaged 22.3 points per game this season, uh, 25.1 in 2021, 8.6 rebounds, so nearly a double-double per game, 3.9 assists, and 2.9 steals. So 
Uh, just immense talent, and again, I just love people that um, stuff the stat sheet, and uh, she she has a, a shot when she's on. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun to watch, and uh, I hope she continues to grow her game. Uh, at number nine, I have Kiana Smith out of Louisville. Uh, she averaged 12 points for the Cardinals uh, last season, shot 36.7% from three, three rebounds, 2.7 assists, and one steal per game. And at number 10, I have Kayla Wells out of Texas A&M. Uh, she averaged 16 points, 46.1% uh, from three, 3.3 rebounds, and 1.8 assists. Uh, so uh, especially, uh, I would say Smith and Wells, uh, those are the players I'm unsure if they'll be drafted or not. I really think uh, all eight of the first eight shooting guards, uh, I think they'll be drafted. Again, it will just be later on, but... Uh, those teams will benefit greatly from being able to uh, get some strong shooting guards uh, in the, the second and third rounds that uh, could potentially make an impact and worth uh, keeping on the roster. And again, uh, <laughs> of course, they're worth keeping on the roster. It's just uh, not all teams have a, a chance with just having 12 players uh, that they can keep on there and just the limited cap space that keeps too many teams with uh, 11 players and everything. So again, I just can't emphasize enough that uh, there needs to be huge change in this league to be able to reach the full potential that this league can uh, reach. Uh, but next, uh, let's move on to shooting forward. Uh, at number one, uh, and the number one overall pick, uh, I would be stunned and uh, disappointed for the Mystics that they didn't pick Ryan Howard, but uh, she is the number one shooting forward. Um, averaged 20 points uh, per game three seasons in a row, 37% or better from three, all four seasons with Kentucky, seven-plus rebounds two straight seasons, three-plus assists two straight seasons, two-plus steals all four seasons. So uh, just has been competing on a high level since her freshman season, and uh, a lot of people saw this coming since her freshman year that she was just going to be something special, and it, yeah, uh, I really hope she does get drafted by the Mystics because it, it's joining a team that uh, is a playoff team already with their roster. So just adding the first overall pick, it, it adds a, a another dimension uh, to that Mystics team, just someone that plays with a, a lot of passion and can just make a, a huge impact on the game. So uh, just super excited to see uh, what she does in her rookie year. At number two, um, this is a really strong uh, forward group, both at, at shooting forward and power forward. Uh, but Kirsten Bell uh, should be a, a top five pick as well out of Florida Gulf Coast. Um, averaged 23.5 points per game. Almost three three-point makes per game as well, two seasons in a row. Uh, 7.5 rebounds, 2.2 assists, 2.1 steals, and 1.9 blocks. So just a, a player that really imposes their will and... Uh, just really uh, contributes in the game and stands out even in the, the games in the tournament against some high-quality teams. Uh, she just stood out as a, a player that uh, is going to be special in the WNBA. So I, I think she's a, a lock to be a top-five pick. I, I'd be stunned if she wasn't. Uh, at number three, I have Emily Inksler, uh, another player that should be uh, drafted in the, the top half of the first round out of Louisville. Uh, just another player that uh, just contributed and played with just a, a ton of passion. 11.9 uh, points per game, 37.2% from three, 
9.4 rebounds, 2.3 assists, 2.7 steals, and 1.8 blocks. Number four, it's another uh, player that I have in the first round. Again, I, I really think uh, it's a really strong forward group for this draft. Uh, I have Ray Burrell out of Tennessee at number four. Averaged 12.3 points per game this season. Uh, did have some uh, injury uh, pushback this season, uh, but last season um, she averaged 16.8 points in 2021. Uh, averaged 3.9 rebounds this season for Tennessee, but uh, in 2021 averaged 4.6. Uh, this season had 1.6 assists as well and shot 40% from three uh, in 2021. So uh, a team might benefit from uh, getting Burrell. I, I think um, she's going to be undervalued with not reaching the production levels of uh, 2021 with her battling uh, injuries for part of the season, but uh, I think she's going to be a, a definite WNBA uh, player uh, that contributes for years to come. And if, if she falls in the second round, like I've seen in some, like someone is going to get an absolute steal on drafting her. Uh, and she hopefully does make a roster by whoever drafts her because uh, she's going to contribute and uh, belongs to be in this league. And number five, um, so from here on out, uh, the, the next two are definite uh, second rounders. I, I don't think they'll be drafted in the first round, but still a ton of potential uh, with these next two players. At number five, I have uh, Bethy Munanka out of South Florida. Uh, she averaged 10.6 points, 11.5 rebounds, so a double-double. Uh, 10 plus rebounds of uh, uh, all three of her seasons. Two assists, 1.5 steals, and 1.1 blocks. So just a huge reason why uh, South Florida had the success they did. And especially uh, early on in the season, they were playing a lot of uh, Power 5 opponents and really good opponents. Uh, and she was able to uh, produce uh, for the Bulls and everything and uh, knows how to fight against the top-end talent and should be able to compete in the W. Uh, at number six, I have Maya Hollingshed out of Colorado. Uh, just a, a solid season for the Buffaloes. Uh, averaged 14.1 points, shot 39.6% from three, 7.4 rebounds, two assists, 1.1 steals, and one block. So again, just a, a player that contributes in so many ways, and Colorado will really miss her uh, next season, and she's going to make uh, a team really happy, whoever drafts her, uh, most likely again in the second round. Uh, these next uh, four players, they're all fringe. Uh, are they going to make it? Are they going to have their name called? Are they not going to have their name called? Uh, they're right on the border. Those first six, I, I think they're absolute shoe-ins to have their name called. Um, these next four, extremely talented players, uh, but we'll see what happens uh, for them uh, next week, Monday. Uh, but number seven, it's I have Vivian Gray out of Texas Tech. Averaged 20.2 points per game, 5.3 rebounds, 2.3 assists, 2 steals, and 1.1 blocks. At number 8, I have Maya Davis, sorry, Mia Davis out of Temple. 18.8 uh, points, 7.3 rebounds, 1.5 assists, and 1.1 uh, 1 steal per game last season. Uh, number 9, I have Kayla Jones out of NC State. 8.7 points per game uh, this season. Uh, for 2021, she averaged 11.9. Uh, 
shot was 41% from three this season, 4.9 rebounds, uh, averaged 7.1 rebounds in 2021, and 2.1 assists. So uh, a little less production uh, with the numbers this season, but still just had an excellent season for the Wolfpack, and it shows that potential with what she was able to do in 2021, and she still um, had close uh, numbers for this season as well. So uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, at number 10, I have Amari Thomas out of UCLA, uh, averaged 15.7 points per game this season. Uh, in 2021, she averaged 23.7, um, so a little bit uh, of a drop-off this season. Um, I had her as one of the uh, top forwards, uh, like she was near like the uh, second round at the start of the season for me, but just uh, there wasn't as much production this season. I still think she has uh, immense talent and uh, will play professionally, and I can't wait for her to, to hone her game even more. Uh, but she also shot 40.6% from three, 5.9 rebounds, and 2.2 assists. And that 23.7 assists in 2021 uh, was with uh, Cincinnati, uh, but again, just thought like uh, she needed to have similar numbers to what she had in Cincinnati to really bolster that draft stock to make sure she gets drafted. Uh, for this season. But yeah, again, just a, a really solid shooting forward group uh, for this draft. So really excited to see what happens, especially that uh, top four. Uh, they should all be uh, first round picks. Uh, moving on to uh, power forward. Number one uh, should be the number two overall pick in the draft, and that's Nalissa Smith out of Baylor. Uh, just amazing numbers, 22.1 points, 11.5 rebounds, so comfortably a double-double. 1.1 assists, 1.1 blocks, 79% or better from the free throw line two straight seasons, so you know, really important to be able to knock down those free throws uh, when you're an inside player and get opportunities at the line like she does. Uh, I think she's going to be a, an instant impact player, especially for a team uh, like the Indiana Fever, that will have a lot of uh, roster spots open, and I, I'm excited to see what she does. Again, this is an assumption. Uh, I would be shocked, though, with the, the Mystics took her. Uh, but, but, yeah, they're just a, a player that definitely deserves to, to be a lottery pick and should make it an instant impact in this league. At number two, I have Nas Hillman out of Michigan, just uh, a legendary player for the Wolverines and uh, what she was able to accomplish for them uh, and leading them uh, on a really deep tourney run that uh, ended to a loss in Louisville, but just such a big component to that offense and just took them to new heights uh, with the Wolverines. And uh, yeah, I, I think she definitely deserves to be drafted in the first half of the first round. Uh, averaged 21 points per game two seasons in a row. Nine, nine plus rebounds two seasons in a row, 2.1 assists, and 1.2 steals. So uh, I've seen uh, people go back and forth on, on mock drafts with her, like if she's worth a, a first-round pick, and I just uh, think her, her drive and passion and then just the, the talent she has to get those second-chance opportunities, uh, I think she is going to be a, a key contributor in this league. Uh, at number three, I have Sabali out of Oregon, uh, who averaged 15.4 points, eight rebounds, two assists, 1.4 steals, and 1.4 blocks. So 
So just a, a huge contributor for the Ducks and yeah, just a huge difference when she was in the lineup compared to when she wasn't able to uh, with injury this season. So uh, really excited to see uh, how she's able to perform this season. Um, all three of those players are, I, I believe, top 10 picks. They're shoo-ins to be in it uh, and should be uh, making an impact for their team that they're drafted by. Uh, the next one, uh, I think they're a, a first-round pick as well. Again, I, I can't emphasize enough like how uh, talented this forward group is. I would not be surprised if eight of the 12 picks uh, are forwards. Uh, but yeah, uh, Zika uh, Kune uh, out of Mali. Yeah, uh, she also played in the Spanish Professional League, so she's already playing with a national team and then played in the Sp uh, Spain uh, Professional League, the LF. Uh, averaged 12.6 points, 11.3 rebounds, and 1.2 assists. So uh, just so much potential there and a, a player that I think could uh, make an impact right away and not be intimidated playing professionally already and playing on uh, the World Cup stage. Uh, so it'll be really interesting to see uh, how fast she's able to um, acclimate to the WNBA. Uh, these next uh, couple players... Uh, I have them as solid second round picks. At number five, I do have uh, Lorella Kubai uh, out of Georgia Tech. Uh, another player that averaged a double-double, uh, 10 points per game, 11.1 .1 rebounds. Uh, great at uh, creating opportunities for our teammates, 4.3 assists, 1.4 steals, and 1.3 blocks. Uh, number six, uh, I went back and forth on uh, Kubai and Macy Williams on uh, who would be five or six. But again, I think both of these players will easily get drafted in the second round. But uh, just amazing uh, consistency that she had, including against some really tough uh, competition early in the season for Macy Williams. Uh, and then the game against Oklahoma where they got eliminated in the first round. But uh she shot 63.8% uh, from the field during the season, which just is ridiculous numbers. 18.7 uh, points, 10.7 rebounds, 2.3 assists, and 1.4 steals. So uh, even as an inside player, like she was like uh, the, the key to the offense, like that initial pass she would make for them and everything. Like it was like she was a, an inside point guard for them and just getting the, the flow of that offense going for the Jaguars. And uh, I, I think she's going to be a, a major contributor in this league. And uh, her and Kubai uh, are, I, I believe, second-round picks, but um, could make the, the same, similar impacts to... Uh, some of the first round picks uh, out of that forward group and everything. Just again, a, a really strong uh, group of forwards for this uh, 2022 draft. At number seven, I have Maya Dotson out of Notre Dame. 12.7 points, 7.3 rebounds, 1.1 steals, and 2.8 blocks. So again, another player that stuffs the stat sheet. Uh, I have her as a late second rounder, early third rounder. And then uh, the rest of the three players, uh, it can go either way on uh, if they hear their names or not, but all three of them, I, I think uh, they can really hone their games, and uh, we hopefully see them later on in the W. Uh, hopefully sooner or later again when uh, rosters are expanded, there's more places for um, this talent to come. Uh, but uh, Victoria Saxton out of South Carolina, uh, I think teams will 
shy away from picking her uh, with point production and stat production not uh, matching other teams, but just the impact she makes, especially on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, she's at a, a WNBA level and has that potential. So I really hope uh, we get to see her uh, in this league. But um, she averaged 5.8 points uh, per game this season for South Carolina uh, in 2021, averaged 8.9, uh, 5.8 rebounds, 1.2 assists, and 1.3 blocks. Um, at number nine, I have Ty Battle out of Delaware. Averaged 13.1 points, 11.4 rebounds, and 1.6 steals. And at number 10, I have Alexis Dye out of Tennessee. Averaged 10.2 points and 7.7 rebounds, so nearly a double-double per game in SEC competition. And then uh, lastly, the, the center group for uh, the 2022 draft. Uh, this, to me, is one of the uh, weaker com uh, positions compared uh, to the other four. Um, I honestly see uh, only one first-round pick coming from this center group, uh, but there will be uh, a few players that will be drafted. It's just uh, similar to shooting guard where uh, you can get a, a high-level prospect in uh, the second and then uh, third rounds and everything where you can give someone uh, a good look that uh, might be able to fight for a roster spot. Uh, but not number one, again, it should be the Atlanta Dreams uh, future center. Uh, Shakira Austin out of Old Miss. Averaged 15 plus points uh, two straight seasons. Nine plus rebounds two straight seasons. Over one assist and steal per game every season that she played with Old Miss. And 2.1 blocks. Uh, just a, a player that... Uh, can just take over a game um, at that center position and, and did it multiple times uh, for Old Miss. And I, I hope to see it uh, with the Atlanta Dream. I, I, another player I just love the, the passion she plays with and uh, just really instills that passion in her teammates as well and everything. So I uh, really hope to see her in a, a Dream uniform. Uh, at number two, um, I have Hannah Shervin uh, out of South Dakota. Um, before uh, before the tourney, I, I probably would have had her still uh, in the top five uh, in the center group, but uh, just how she competed against some really good teams, uh, including Shakira Austin's oldness and uh, against Baylor, uh, was really something to watch. And I, I think she, especially on the defensive side, uh, she proved that she deserves a shot in this league and should be... Uh, an early to mid second round pick um, out of South Dakota. Um, she averaged 15.2 points, shot 37% from three, 7.7 .7 rebounds, one assist, 1.6 steals, and 1.8 blocks. So again, another player that just contributes in so many ways and uh, will, I think has the, the talent and the contributions in multiple ways to uh, make a roster this season. Um, at number three, I have Alyssa Kune out of NC State. Uh, another player that has seen fluctuate a lot on where people have her uh, being drafted. I, I see her late first round. Uh, one of them I, I even saw late second round. So uh, for me, I, I just don't think uh, she matches up with um, Austin and Sherbin. It was really close uh, for the number two spot, uh, but I have her uh, number three for the center group. Um, average 13.7 points. 7.8 rebounds and 1.3 assists. 
Um, at number four, uh, I have Queen Egbo. Uh, another player, honestly, that I wish uh, would have stayed another season, especially with Melissa Smith leaving. Uh, she really could have become the, the go-to player uh, for the Bears' front court. Um, but I understand why she's leaving. Like in some mock drafts, they have her in the, the first round, same as Kunane, or um, in the second round. So uh, it's going to be really interesting to see where she ends up. She definitely has uh, the talent and skills to uh, potentially make a roster and make an impact in this league. Uh, but she averaged 11 points per game, 8.4 rebounds, and 1.8 blocks. Uh, at number five, I have uh, Olivia Nelson Adota out of UConn. Uh, another player that uh, stuffs the stat sheet and makes the difference in multiple ways. Uh, 9.3 points, 7.6 rebounds, 3.6 assists, and 1.2 steals. And another player that's a uh, fringe second or uh, third rounder. Uh, the next player, I have Jenna Stady uh, out of Georgia. Uh, I think she's a, a firm third rounder. I, I definitely think she'll hear her name call. Uh, she averaged 15.1 points. 7.8 rebounds, 1 assist, and 2.3 blocks last season. Uh, these next three, I'm sorry, next four, uh, it goes in between on uh, if they'll be drafted, but still really talented players. And again, I know I said this for the, the other position groups as well, but just everyone that I've mentioned and the players that I, I didn't mention, there's just so much talent that, uh, I hope the AU helps in us being able to see more of it here in the States and just hope these players continue pursuing their passion if they want to continue in basketball. There's just so much talent this year and in previous seasons that we're just not able to see yet. Uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and continue uh, this, the rest of the top 10 for the center group. Uh, Amisha Williams, Holiday out of Jackson State. Averaged 19.2 points per game, 11.4 rebounds, 1.1 steals, and 2.7 blocks. Uh, Kamila Borkowska out of Poland. Uh, plays for the Polish national team. Uh, another player that I struggled to find stats on, but uh, was really impressed by what I saw in film. And I think she's definitely worth uh, a draft pick and may get picked uh, sooner than some of the players I mentioned uh, from the last two. Uh, with being able to um, stash her for another season when um, they'll potentially have um, extra cap space or an extra roster spot without having to cut her and everything with her uh, playing overseas. So it'll be something um, to see there. Uh, number nine, I have Nancy Mulkey out of Washington. Averaged 10.6 points this season, but in 2021 averaged 15.7 with Rice. Uh, averaged six rebounds, 1.8 assists, and three blocks. And then uh, at number 10, I have Faustine uh, Afua out of LSU. She averaged 9.7 points, 6.8 rebounds, and 1.6 blocks and uh, was just a huge part of that rebound season for LSU and uh, another player that has the talent to, to make an impact wherever she ends up being able to continue her career. Uh, but yeah, those are 50 players. Uh, I can't ever... Uh, it was hard putting this list together, so there's just a, a lot of talented players, and uh, it will be hard watching these training camps as it, as it was last year to see uh, who will be able to have a shot at contributing this season or who will have to hone their games overseas or um, in the AU. Uh, 
Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll continue this week going over uh, draft content. Uh, tomorrow I will be doing a little project where I, I have the Atlanta Dream using their three picks on a specific conference or uh, on a non on a mid-majors or uh, international player. So if the Dream could only choose players from one conference or section, who would they pick and everything, who would be available um, at their draft slot. So really looking forward to doing that. And again, thank you so much for tuning in. And I will talk to you guys later.